Well, thank you for that applause. That's the first applause I've had in 40 years, probably. But that's fine, and I will tell you a little bit about me. My name is Carol Gallagher. I live in Jackson. I have two children and four grandchildren. I have a husband. 54 years, actually. It just seems like 100, but it's just 54 years. We were childhood sweethearts. We grew up together. Uh, I thought he was just the cutest thing when I was about 10 or 11, and I thought he was cool because he had two bicycles. At least I thought he had two bicycles. I didn't know about spray paint. And so one summer his bicycle changed colors and I thought, oh, he's got two bicycles. But I later learned that uh, I had sisters and we didn't do spray, spray paint, didn't we, Judy? We didn't paint things, no, you know, we, did, we didn't do that. By the way, if you didn't know, Judy Sharp is my sister. So uh, that's uh, our life and I'll tell you a little bit about that as we get into what I have to share with you this morning about how we came to be here and how the word abide uh, has been a very important part in my life. It's a word you probably don't use a lot. You probably don't talk about, oh, come on over and we'll abide. You know, you don't say, well, we had a great time abiding yesterday. You don't usually use that word, but the concept is in your mind, and you probably kind of know what the word means. But welcoming to you to mom to mom, I just want to tell you how excited we are to be abiding with you this year, every month. There's an exciting year that's planned, just as Leslie said. There are crafts that are going to be absolutely out of this world. I'm telling you, they are great. And the prayers that have been issued, you know, when we, quit, when we, we finished in May, we jumped right into June and July praying for you, planning, organizing, meeting, meeting, meeting. <laughs> and I had to get this new app on my phone so I could be part of the meeting. And some of you know that I am pretty inadequate when it comes to the, to, to, to the computer. I, I can use my phone, but, uh, but you know, I'm just so impressed with how uh, so many young moms want to come together, and you want to be part of something. When my children were young, I was like the Lone Ranger on my block. There was nobody else that had little children, so, you know, my kids had to, I had to play with them. And that's probably would account for some of you know them, why they're like they are, but... Um, <laughs> You know, the steering team has been on the ball, and I've watched, I've been watching you girls, you didn't know this, you girls didn't know this, but I've been watching you. I've been watching real close. I'm watching, I'm looking at you now, you know who you are. And I'm excited to be a part of that, because they've let me in to that little group of young moms who have purpose in their lives. And so as we talked about abide this year, it, I, be, I begin to see how they abide with each other and how they abide with the Lord. You know, um, in a little while, we'll, we'll divide up and you'll go into your little groups, your group, you'll have a discussion group leader, and you'll uh, have a few questions. And it will not only give you an opportunity to open up and share a little bit about yourself, maybe where you're from, or maybe some things that you have uh, concerns about. But I want to tell you that your group this year this is a group that you can trust. If you have prayer requests, share them and pray for each other. Let whatever happens in your group stay in your group. That when you, have, when you share something that you know they're going to seriously pray for you about it. It's an important thing that we uplift and encourage each other because in our culture today, girls, we need prayer. And we're going to need it when we're raising our children. We're going to need it when we're raising... Uh, 
grandchildren, those of you that are headed in that direction, we're going to need a lot of prayer. So th this group is, is going to be a, a little network for you, and be sure and use that. Thank you also. I want to thank you for the volunteers upstairs. Do you know that we had people coming up to us in the halls this year, this summer, saying, please, could I volunteer? Can you volunteer? Well, no, we can't use you. No, we didn't say that. We said, yes, we'll find a place for you. And they were people hungry to serve. They wanted to be a part of something, and they wanted to be some, a part of something that enabled you to be right here in this room, right here, right now, so you could come away and be, know that your children are having a great time. Well, here we go. I want to talk to you, uh, the, you know, the, the planning, the preparing, and the praying has been going on, and I want to talk to you about this word, abide. Abide. Uh, what does this mean? What does this look like to you, abide? You're going to ask that. They're going to answer that question. It's not a word we use a lot, but I had to look in Webster's. Y'all don't know what that is. It's a book. It's called a dictionary. It sits beside my tape where my seat is where I study every morning. And I love them. I, I love books. And I love to read. And I love to see what words, if I remember what happens in here stays in here. I like to read a dictionary. Don't tell people that. But I do because there's words that maybe I use that I'm not really sure what the meaning is. But the word abide, according to Webster, says to stand fast, to remain, to reside to await, to submit to, to endure, to live up to. That's a lot of meanings to that word abide. So you might pick out one of those definitions that applies to what you think when you think of abide. God's word says abide. Did you know it's in the Bible? Abide is in the Bible. In Psalm 91.9 it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And that is a promise that you can take to the bank. It also says uh, we cannot read, we cannot rest. Uh, no, this, no, 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 this isn't in the Bible. This is something I read. We cannot rest in God until we nest in God. To rest is to settle in, and that's to abide. So once you nest in, in God, rest in God, you can nest in God. And that comes as a promise. John 15, 4 says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no one, no, no more can you except you abide in me. So our abiding in Christ enables us to bear fruit because on our own, we can do nothing. And that's a verse I should have stamped on my tombstone that I, on my own, I could do nothing. I needed his help. John 15, 10 says, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus said that. So we're to abide in him as he was abiding in the Father. 1 John 3, 28 says, And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Abide. This year, we're going to be encouraged to, like Leslie said, we're going to be encouraged to abide in the seasons of life. We're all in seasons. Some of you are in the same season. Some of us are in a different season of life. But we're going to talk about how that looks to abide in the seasons of life, in the storms of life. If you haven't had a storm in your life, I'd like to talk to you afterwards and know where you've been living because there's going to be storms. 
and not when, it's not if, it's when. So we're going to hear about that. We're going to have speakers that are going to talk to us how to abide in the word of God through the holidays, abide through child rearing. How about that? How about that, table 10? <laughs> child. Even adult children. Now, some of you in this room, and I know who you are, you have adult children. Every once in a while, I say to my husband, I need a new pair of scissors. You know, I sew. He says, you have scissors. I said, I need a sharp pair to cut the umbilical cord because apparently my children didn't get the message. <laughs> Daughter had a hot water heater go out this, this week, so dad had to go find a water heater and hook it up. You know, you never stop being a parent. Did you know that? They didn't tell you that when the firstborn was laid in your arms. They didn't tell you you'll be a parent the rest of your life. And it's a privilege that God has given to you. Well, we are to, we're also going to hear about how to abide in suffering. Someone's going to come to speak to us about suffering and how she survived and abide, would abide through her suffering, through love, through obedience, and through bearing fruit. You're going to want to be here for that one. That's a friend of mine who's going to come and talk to you about bearing fruit. She should be an, a comedian. Well, I read this, and it was written by a man named Peter Colon, and it says, he said, to abide in Christ means to live continually in fellowship, and communion with him, and obedience to him. And I like that. I like that live continually. It reminds me a little bit of my story. My story, you know, uh, I grew up in a family. Uh, we had four girls, and then about nine years after, uh, the, well, about seven years after the last one was born, we had two little brothers then came along in five years. And that was, um, uh, that was interesting. It was really interesting. It was really fun. Uh, the first one, he had five mothers. He had four sisters and a mother, and he didn't really know who his mother was because we all took care of him. It was great. But my story began that um, we went to church. Our family, our parents took us to church, and uh, we were active in church. We grew up in church. We knew all about Jesus. We heard all the stories. We knew Daniel. We knew Jonah. We knew all about the Ten Commandments and Moses. We knew about... It's leaving Egypt. We learned, we learned a lot of things in our, in our little church where we went. But it wasn't until April the 7th, 1976, that somebody asked me a question that I had not, I don't remember ever being asked before. By that time, I was married, had two small children, and our little town, they had a little event at a church, and, and uh, Daryl said he didn't want to go. He'd stay home with the children, so I said, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> So I did. It was great. And afterwards, it was a little revival. And uh, afterwards, the pastor said, would you like to stay afterwards and uh, meet downstairs with some folks? I said, sure. Kids are in bed. Daryl's got the kids. You know, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And so as we sat down and we began to talk, he began to talk about what it meant to um, abide in Christ. And he said to me directly, Carol, would you like to pray to receive Jesus as your personal Savior right now and all that information that i'd heard all those stories i read about in the bible that i knew but i knew about jesus but i didn't know him personally as my savior and as he explained to me that the sin of carol was on jesus on the cross i realized it was a personal invitation and i said yes because I didn't want to live another day without Jesus because I'd had some hard things, challenging things. I'd had uh, harmful things that had happened to me. 
and an assault on my life. And it was hard. And it was hard to get over that fear. And I want you to know that the fear left me. And I never had fear come back again. And it's because I think I said yes that night that, that was, I was delivered out of that darkness of fear. And that's what he did. And that's not all he did. Did I mention it was April the 7th? I went under the water, baptized, went home, dripping wet, 10 o'clock at night. It was great. I have never felt such a sensation in my life as knowing that I had invited Jesus to come in and be the ruler of my heart. And with that happening, uh, in May, we put our house up for sale, same year. We moved. In June, we found a house to buy in Jackson. And we moved into there on the 13th of July of 1976. This all happened in 1976. It was a bicentennial year or something, and I guess that we just got right on the bandwagon. And in August of 76, my husband went under the water. He went forward in church, and I'm telling you, it was so much happening that our heads were in a, a whirl, but it was a good world. And we found a church that taught God's word consistently, expository teaching, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We'd never sat under that. We both had grown up in church, but we didn't know what that was about. But we grew in the richness of God's word as it was implanted by good teachers. And it made an impact on our lives. And uh, that was 47 years ago, girls. I know. You thought I was about 48, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. You know, you can do the math. You can figure it out. So uh, I had another experience after we lived here it, it, with abiding, how Christ comes to abide in your life, but you can also be someone who comes to abide in somebody else's life. I was invited to, uh, <laughs> you all laugh, don't know me. I was invited to participate in a, a walk and, and run marathon. Yeah, marathon. Judy, did you hear that, a marathon? Yeah, yeah, she's laughing. She knows. Well, I'm not, you know, I, I walk, obviously I walk, I walked up here, but, uh, <laughs> and I thought I was in pretty good shape. So they said, it'll be April the 1st, it'll be fine, it'll be a beautiful morning, we're going we're gonna to meet up around the uh, mall, and we'll walk, it'll be three miles, and you can do this, and there'll be lots of people you know, and I said, okay, and the person invited me, he was a runner, and he said, yeah, he's going to run the race, and I could walk three miles, okay, I thought this looked easy, flat ground, you know, how hard could this be? Well, on the morning of April the 1st, there was snow blowing. It was cold. It was 20, de 20 degrees. And uh, I was thinking it was going to be a spring morning. So I didn't have a hat. I didn't have any gloves. I just went with a light jacket and went to walk. I thought I'll generate heat and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was real foolish about that. Well, as the runners went past, you know, they're like, I'm like, who are these people running? Nobody's chasing them. What's that about? And then the walkers came alongside of me, and there's some of my friends, you know, they're 20 years older than me, they're just going, Carol, good to see you. And I'm like, oh, Sis, you're doing a great job, and there she go. And I was just trying to, my short legs go as fast as I could. And pretty soon, everybody was walking past me, everybody. I saw people getting in their cars. They weren't even going to finish the walk. But I was determined that I was going to finish this, and I was cold, and it was sleeting by then. And the snow was blowing, and as I looked up, and I knew I had quite a ways to go yet before I finished, I was almost next to the last. I think there was one or two people behind me, not very many. I looked up, and there was the person that had invited me to this race. 
And if I'd had the strength, I'd have probably wanted to strangle him, but I didn't. He came back to meet me, and he said, let me walk the rest of the while with you. And that impacted me, and I enabled, it enabled me to finish the race because I had someone there with me, and it made it go a lot easier, a lot quicker, a distraction, you know, that helped. To abide can mean to come alongside someone, to each other. So look around your table. Uh, you get the privilege this year of walking with these people at your table all year long. You get to be joyful and prayerful. You get to laugh. We're going to have, at my table, we're going to have showers. We're going to have quilts. Yes. I'll take care of the quilts. I got that. And we're going to abide together this year. We're going to abide. We're going to encourage each other through God's word and through just our presence together. We're going to support each other, and then we're going to abide in Christ and he with us. Uh, you have a little bookmark on your table. They're colorful, and it says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. That's a verse out of James 4, 8, one of my favorite verses. And my sweet little granddaughter, Allie, she made those bookmarks for you. Because I went to Price 80 bookmarks, and I said, <clears throat> do you want to eat this week, Daryl, or shall we buy bookmarks? So my college student granddaughter, she said, oh, ma'am, I can do that. I said, you can? She said, yeah, I can print it on cardstock and do it on my computer and cut them. And I'm like, you don't have to use scissors? And she said, no. So anyway, she, uh, she took care of those, and I'm so thankful she did. And this leads me to my next thing is to tell you that when the word abide, I heard that was going to be our theme. It made me think of an old hymn. Anybody ever remember? I know Wendy does. Abide with me. Anybody here remember that song? Oh, oh, good, Susie does. Oh, good, Taylor does. Yeah, there's a few of it. Yeah, Julie, you should. You should know that. Okay, Judy, you should know it. Abide with me. Yeah, yeah. She put her hand up reluctantly. But abide with me. And I've been singing this all week to myself. Don't worry, to myself. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it, but I'm going to read it to you. This is what it says. Uh, this hymn, Abide With Me, was written by Henry Francis Light. And it was a, he was a Scottish Anglican cleric. And it was written in the 1800s. And it was sung at Queen Elizabeth's wedding. Anybody remember who Queen Elizabeth is? Okay, her wedding was before I could remember, too. Just want you to know that. I know you think I was probably there, but I wasn't. But this is what the hymn says, Abide With Me. Abide With Me. Fast falls the eventide. The darkness deepens. Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh, abide with me. Swift to its close ebbs out life's little day. Earth's joys grow dim. Its glories pass away. Change and decay in all around I see. O oh, thou who changest not, Abide with me. I need thy presence every passing hour. What but thy grace can foil the tempter's power? Who, like thyself, my guide and stay can be? Through cloud and sunshine, Lord, abide with me. I fear no foe with thee at hand to bless. Ills have no weight and tears no bitterness. Where is death's sting? Where grave thy victory? I triumph still if, Lord, abide with me. Hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes. Shine through the gloom and point me to the skies. 
heaven's morning breaks, and earth's vain shadows flee. In life, in death, O Lord, abide with me. So let's close in prayer. Thank you, Father, for the word abide, and thank you for the promise that you will abide with us. Thank you for the opportunity to invite you to come and live in our hearts and rule us and guide us and abide with us. You are holy and you're magnificent. You knew we'd be in this room today. You knew every person that would be here. You knew every child upstairs, every volunteer. You know every laughter and every tear that we have ever cried. And you, Lord, abide with us. Watch over us and guide us. Lead us to the place where you want us to surrender our lives to you because you have a wonderful plan, a journey that's been prepared for each one of us, and we don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss on one thing that you have planned for me, even the hard things, even the tough things, the sad things, the challenging things. And thank you for abiding with us, even now in this morning, in this place, with this precious group of women that you have hand-chosen and hand-picked to be here today. Thank you for the privilege of knowing your son, Jesus. Thank you for what he did for us on the cross. And thank you that he desires us, each one, to belong to him. And we thank you in the name of your Savior, our Savior Jesus, your son. And we just give you thanks for this day, whatever you have for us. Help us to receive it in Jesus' name. Amen.